and welcome back to another episode in our teen health series. My name is Amrita Mumiri and I will be doing a series of shows with different experts in different health fields as a public educational resource so you can learn more about your mental and physical health. Our guest this morning is Dr. Sarita Chari Reddy. Dr. Reddy is a board-certified orthodontist. She received her Doctor of Dental Surgery degree with honors and received a PhD in the field of genetics. She continued her academic pursuits by obtaining specialized training in orthodontic and dentofacial orthopedics. Dr. Reddy is a diplomate of the American Board of Orthodontics and received a Young Scientist Award for her PhD dissertation and the Best Scientific Presentation Award for her research on genetic disorders. The San Antonio Magazine has honored her as a top orthodontist in San Antonio in 2007 and 2010. Dr. Sarita is strongly committed to community service and provides voluntary dental care with Good Shepherd Mission and is also a part of the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of South Texas San Antonio, where she provides free orthodontic treatment to one child each year. Well, Dr. Reddy is here with us. Um, Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. I would like to thank you, Amrita, for giving me this opportunity. And uh, um, it's very commendable that you're doing such an awesome job. You're very young and you're doing it. Hats off to you. Keep doing the good work. So let's just dive right in. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about um, like your interest in dentistry and orthodontics and how that started? To my interest about how it started, my den- my interest in um, orthodontics, let me give you that. Mm-hmm. I started dental school, and in the first year of dental school, uh, we start off seeing pediatric kids uh, just to get familiarized with how to treat them and everything. Mm-hmm. So my first patient that I was given, and I was in like first year dental school, she needed extensive orthodontic work, and she was only eight years old. Mm-hmm. She had one tooth, the front tooth that was still stuck up in the um, uh, gum area, and the other tooth had come down. And so everybody at school was teasing her. Mm. And so when she was on my chair, then the faculty comes and they tell me that, okay, this case is a little bit beyond a first year dental student. We have to transfer her to a resident. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I had developed a very good rapport with uh, that girl, and that girl's name was Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Jennifer just holds my hand and then she says, No, I want her her to treat me. I'm mm-hmm. not going there. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I told the faculty that, you know what, uh, let me bring her back again and then let me talk to the residents and let me do like a little bit more work from my side and along with the residents, I'll do the work. And the faculty, of course, gave me the permission. And of course, a lot of uh, residents were doing the work. Uh-huh. And uh, she required extensive orthodontic work, including mm-hmm. exposure of the tooth and it involved the oral surgeon. So every time I would be in the class and she would have an appointment and she would come find me in the room and then it's say, come on, let's go at my procedure. So mm-hmm. I stayed with her for her periodontic procedure, for the oral surgery procedure, for the ortho procedure. And of course, I was involved with her cleanings and all that. Mm-hmm. And she became my first ortho patient when I was in first year dental school, actually. Wow. And right there, I felt that the change that you can provide to patients, it just like you cannot fathom that. Yeah. 
and uh, it makes a huge difference because she was being uh, criticized in school about her yeah. smile because one tooth looked smaller, one tooth looked longer, mm -hmm. and you know, the color of the baby tooth was yellowish and her tooth color was white and it right. just didn't aesthetically correct. And so lo and behold, God got me into the best profession and I just love what <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you so much for that story. It's really inspiring that you do everything that you do. And I think it's so, I'm so honored that you, you're you here with us today. Oh, um, it's my, my honor. <laughs> so at what age do you like believe that we should like make sure to like prioritize our oral health and why is it really so important to do so? Oh, that, that is such an awesome question. Um, when kids are born, you know, of course, uh, when moms are breastfeeding the uh, babies mm -hmm. and after the breastfeeding, of course, you start giving uh, bottle milk. Right. And uh, you, you will notice that a lot of babies, when they're sleeping, they do sleep with milk in their mouth with the bottle coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of sugar in it. And mm -hmm. so always teach the moms that hey after you give the bottle milk make sure you take a piece of gauze and you wipe the gums of the babies so mm -hmm. right at that young age we start training the moms to understand the importance of how we can keep the teeth and the gums healthy yeah. because happens when the milk accumulates on the gum tissue and as the baby teeth are coming in that becomes mm -hmm. like a habit and mm -hmm. then your milk has uh, sugar and it can start creating problems there and yeah. so very young young age when the babies are born itself we start training the mothers mm -hmm. and of course we tell that when the kids are little see a pediatric dentist uh, because pediatric dentists are very good mm -hmm. at uh, dealing with young children and because they do require a lot of uh, time, you have to spend a lot of time to make them comfortable and mm -hmm. you don't scare them uh, because believe it or not, still uh, the number one fear in the world is going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the snakes, it's not the scorpions, but then people are scared. So yeah. I feel that from a very young age, when the kids are little, we have to give a very positive environment and reinforcement to them. And yeah. when you do all this preventive procedures to children, they will never need a cavity, they will never need an injection in their mouth, and it's just like a win-win situation for everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So why is oral health like so important for teens especially so they're in like in that like growing stage between childhood and adulthood so um how is it like how does it affect teens oh that that is that is such a uh, relevant uh question for this time and age um because um in my clinic i do see a lot of younger children and a lot mm -hmm. of teenagers mm -hmm. and as you you yourself are a teenager you know that uh, the habits that we develop as a teenager are mm -hmm. something that stay with us for a long time and Absolutely. you want to be in a good foothold during this formative years of your life. Mm -hmm. And 
one thing is definitely the oral health. And uh -huh. if you notice there are many teenagers these days, they are going through with the piercings of the lip, of the tongue and all that. Uh -huh. And we don't understand what that causes because the problems that cause that are caused by because of the piercings or because of the bad hygiene uh -huh. and or because of smoking or any other issues, uh -huh. they are to suffer for the rest of their lives because right. I always say that our teeth are very unforgiving uh, mm -hmm. in the sense that if you are not going to take care of them, if you damage the bones, if you damage the uh, teeth, you have to continue to restore them. We are not like sharks. Sharks develop new teeth all the time, but we don't. So yeah. uh, set of teeth that we have, we need to kind of make sure that we are taking good care of them because um, Teeth, teeth are extremely important. Like when you smile, when you have good, uh, good teeth, I mean, like you are developing, you're definitely conveying a very positive message to others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sure that again, like in your um, practice, you see children and teens and you, I'm sure you notice like the most common dental issues in adolescents. So what are these like most commonly seen dental issues? Uh, okay, uh, right. Uh, since I'm an orthodontist and uh, I got my degree in orthodontics and dentofacial orthopedics, so what uh -huh. we is like we always are looking at the relationship of the jaw growth and mm. we are looking at the airways because what happens is when the lower jaw if it's not growing to the right size uh -huh. uh, sometimes it is set back when that is set back you develop something called a narrow airways and mm. when the airways are narrow uh then uh, you develop sleep apnea so the little kids are developing sleep apnea and uh, when they are unable to sleep at night time, guess what happened? The kids wake up in the morning, they're very irritable. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of these kind of cases do get, uh, they are not considered as like a dental problem, but mm -hmm. then they think the child has developed ADHD. And then sometimes they are in treatment for ADHD, but then when that is not helping, and then we notice that, of course, they have a small jaw, and then we try to bring the small jaw to come forward, or sometimes we have to expand the upper jaw because that is like a narrow upper jaw that kind of open up the airways. And mm -hmm. that just kind of uh, brings about a lot of changes in um, and just uh, the person's ability to even wake up in the morning and go to school. Right. So having a small lower jaw, that can that is something that we see pretty often. And mm -hmm. sometimes we do see uh, people having a, uh, this is uh, as part, uh, because of the small lower jaw, the upper jaw looks kind of protrusive. So people will think, okay, they have buck teeth. And mm -hmm. so we see a lot of people who have like kind of buck teeth and sometimes we do see kids that have like a small upper jaw and we do of course a lot of crowding I mean like that's one thing that people can see in the mirror and tell that okay you know what I have crowded teeth but mm -hmm. there's other factors that you cannot tell until you take the x-rays and the x-rays will be the one to give all the information about what the real problem is right yeah absolutely so I guess one of the um, main things that children worry about when they go to the dentist or is how like cavities or how cavities, um, how many cavities they have. So what are like cavities? What is um, and like how can we 
prevent it from prevent ourselves awesome. from getting them. Awesome. That that is such a such an important question. Um, all of us can prevent having cavities for ourselves, and that mm -hmm. is 100% in our hands. Mm -hmm. And all that we have to do is the we need to have good oral hygiene. And mm -hmm. the way a cavity is formed is it requires three things. One thing, of course, it requires a tooth. OK, the tooth should be there. The second thing is it requires sugar. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating candies or sometimes there's sugar hidden in so many other products, say mm -hmm. like you drink milk or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then of the third factor that's needed is the bacteria. So mm -hmm. what happens is our mouths have uh, just a normal person's mouth has both good and bad bacteria and they mm -hmm. are there for a purpose because they help us keep the chewing process and so many other processes. Mm -hmm. And But what happens sometimes, say, if you don't brush your teeth as well, if you don't floss them, if you don't see a dentist every four to six months for getting the cleanings done, the mm -hmm. bad bacteria take over, they overpopulate. And then mm -hmm. when there's more bad bacteria, what happens is like because they have sugar, they have a tooth and there's a bacteria. And mm -hmm. a lot of these bacteria, they love to be in the hidden places. Right. And these are the anaerobic bacteria. They're called the anaerobic bacteria because they don't want to multiply when there's oxygen. So right. what they do is like they go underneath between the gum tissue and the tooth and they're hidden there and there's mm -hmm. no light there, there's no oxygen, so they begin to kind of multiply there. And when they are beginning to multiply, guess what they're producing? They're producing acid. Mm -hmm. So they take the sugar and they metabolize and then they produce acid and this acid will dissolve the tooth. So mm -hmm. when it's solved with a small cavity, if it is taken care of right then and there, it's so much easier for the doctor to fix the cavity and it's easier for the patient also. But then what happens is when a person is waiting until the teeth have to hurt, that means the cavity has become pretty big. And mm -hmm. when the cavity is then pretty big, then the doctor has to either do a root canal or worse come to worse, sometimes extract a tooth. And so it just becomes like a long process to take care of that. Right. So like I said, I mean, like it just is uh, something that is 100% controlled in our hands. Uh, mm -hmm. If you brush after every meal, say like if you are eating three times a day, uh, mm -hmm. break lunch and dinner, brush after each meal and floss once a day. And uh, if people don't have time to floss, they can buy something called a water pick. A mm -hmm. water pick uh, flushes water under low pressure. And right. of course, seeing a dentist every six months for cleaning is extremely important because mm -hmm. uh, the bristles of the brush, they don't reach areas where um, a dentist can reach with his instruments. Mm -hmm. Right. So like I said, I mean, like a cavity formation is completely in our hands to control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And going off of that, I think as um, like we get older, more than cavities, I feel like there's a lot of um, plaque buildup that people start getting. Right. So what is right. plaque exactly? And like, why does it form and how can we prevent it again? Awesome. You're so smart, Amrita. You have very lot of good questions. <laughs> Sometimes they like try doing this, like when you brush tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. after 
like a brush, say like you brush for 30 seconds. We always say, hey, play your favorite song. Uh, we usually say about two minutes, like see like each quadrant 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And some of the songs are like two minutes long. So brush it for that long and yeah. say you haven't flossed. After 30 minutes, you will see like there's like a little ropey stuff that comes out of your mouth. If you just put your finger in and try to see that mm -hmm. ropey stuff, is how that bacteria is starting to build up a little sticky material so that mm -hmm. can stick to the uh, tooth and then it can kind of latch onto it there. Mm -hmm. okay. So what is plaque is once this bacteria say like if somebody hasn't brushed for say like a day or so, okay? Mm -hmm. So the bacteria produces that thin uh, slimy layer the mm -hmm. thin slimy layer, it's very sticky. It sticks to the tooth. And once it sticks to the tooth, there's a lot of like food or sometimes little calcium through the body that can kind of get deposited on that. So yeah. slimy part is the plaque. The plaque can be brushed off with the toothbrush mm -hmm. and with our oral hygiene care. But sometimes mm -hmm. it gets stuck, especially behind the lower anterior teeth. It's mm -hmm. kind of a favorite spot for the plaque to kind of deposit there. Right. And then when it gets harder, that turns into calculus. Mm -hmm. Calculus is hard for the brush to remove, and then you have to go to the dentist to get that part taken care of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that was like a lot of great information. I feel like a lot of people, they know what cavities are and they know what plaque is. They just don't understand like how it forms. So that was that was great information. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so everyone, I feel like um, recently they're going back to like the natural ways of like cleaning teeth, like the the chew sticks, I believe they're called or like tree sticks. What are your thoughts on like using those versus like regular toothbrushes or even electric toothbrushes? Well, a lot of old time, uh, you know, grandma, grandpa kind of techniques that our parents used to use, our grandparents used to use. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, if you remember, they would take like a neem stick and mm -hmm. then they would chew the edge of it and they would make it like a brush. Mm -hmm. and, and bristles would become like little brush tape and then they would kind of use that to clean the teeth. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what happens is our teeth need gentle forces. They don't mm -hmm. need hard forces. The yeah. plaque comes off. That's the reason we always tell patients that use soft toothbrushes. Hard toothbrushes are for scrubbing the floors. You do not ever use a hard toothbrush. Uh -huh. Soft toothbrush. So what happens with this natural, uh, if you take a small branch of a small stick from the neem tree and then you are chewing the end of it, mm -hmm. It has a lot of good properties in it that kills the bacteria, mm -hmm. but the strength with which we use on the teeth, that has to be gentle. Mm -hmm. If it is gentle, we are okay with it, but yeah. if it is hard, guess what it does? It kind of causes gum recession. So mm -hmm. what happens is if you go back and look at some of the studies, uh, I haven't looked into it, but then if there are any studies to show uh, comparing data with people who have used this kind of old uh, systems where they used like a plant twig and then they chew it and then brush versus people who use a regular toothbrush, you will notice that they may not have many cavities because they have been keeping the teeth clean, but mm -hmm. they do 
up with a lot of gum problems because mm -hmm. they have been like brushing the gums very hard yeah. and that pushes the gum down. So mm -hmm. when gum is part of the foundation, so as long as they're gentle with it and then they change it frequently because mm -hmm. uh, like I said, you don't know how much of the because if they're not using a toothpaste on it because if they're just using the fibers to clean it uh, we don't know how uh, good it will be to use it the next day so mm -hmm. they have to make sure that bacteria doesn't grow on it so yeah. i think it's a good product it's just that it has to be light forces okay okay definitely yeah so what is the importance of like cleaning your tongue so i know we always talk about uh, making sure that we clean our teeth well, make sure that we go to like the gums for our gum health. But what about our tongue? Oh, that, that is uh, cleaning the gum is extremely, extremely important. Right. And uh, if there is a tongue cleaner, uh, mm -hmm. it's good for people to use that. If some mm -hmm. people don't have the tongue cleaner, they don't have access to it, you can brush the tongue. The mm -hmm. reason I say that is because first thing, if you don't brush your tongue every day, mm -hmm. uh, first thing your mouth can start smelling and mm -hmm. smell is coming not because of the food that you're eating. It's coming because the bacteria are beginning to multiply mm -hmm. and uh, bacteria can multiply there. And even though they cannot cause a cavity on the tongue, it's mm -hmm. kind of populating there. And then slowly it'll kind of, as soon as it finds a tooth, then it's going to start creating more cavities on that area. Yeah. So it's extremely important to kind of keep the tongue clean as well. And then you have to clean the tongue at least twice a day. I mean, mm -hmm. like because it does I mean, like the bacteria that's sitting in the mouth, it's multiplying every 30 minutes. And I always wow. tell my patients that it is multiplying exponentially. And that's the right. reason we have to brush at least two or three times a day. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've heard um, like, I mean, I think we all know that sodas are very bad for our teeth and for our oral health. Yes. Um, but what is the why? Why is it so bad for us? Oh, that's that that is so again very appropriate for these times mm -hmm. um, as I think the easy way to get energy in the morning is like those energy drinks or sodas mm -hmm. and uh, you should see the content that's there in those drinks. Uh, they are all loaded with sugar mm -hmm. and uh, if you see that, um, I mean, like, just look at the amount of sugar content it has. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants to drink sodas, uh, if they can use a straw, I mean, like, as long as the soda is not touching your teeth, you're good. But then mm -hmm. if you feel like you're constantly dipping your teeth in high sugar solution, guess mm -hmm. what's happening? The bacteria is there, the sugar is there, the tooth right. is, it's like a happy, uh, happy medium right there. And yeah. the bacteria wake up and then it'll start having a party there. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I mean, like sugary drinks are, um, like I said, if you want to drink, maybe use a straw or mm -hmm. uh, maybe brush your teeth within like a short time after you drink it. And mm -hmm. they're loaded with sugar. It's a sugar that does a lot of damage to the teeth. Right. Absolutely. So are there any foods that you would say that are like beneficial for oral health like i know that soda is bad for you but are there any like drinks or foods that can or are, are beneficial for oral health 
Well, uh, the way I look at it is like um, a healthy uh, diet. I mean, like including like some good fiber, uh, some fruits from vegetables, and uh, it's not so much that certain kinds of drinks or certain kind of foods can make your teeth strong because it requires a combination of pretty much a lot of different things. Right. And I wouldn't pinpoint like just an apple, eating an apple can keep your teeth strong. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, okay. like you have to have a combination of everything. You need milk, you need a good amount of calcium, you need a good amount of uh, a little bit of fluoride from the water that we have. So it is like so many different factors that are needed for the healthy formation of the teeth and for keeping the teeth healthy for our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, again, teenagers uh, nowadays, um, in like our previous shows, we spoke about like how um, teenagers sort of resort to these like coping mechanisms because of their like mental health. Um, and some of those like coping mechanisms are like vaping and smoking, right? And how does that affect our oral health? Well, like I said, again, it's like a such so true to the times that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a lot of youngsters uh, going into secret smoking or vaping. And uh, if you look at um, one puff of cigarette smoke contains uh -huh. thousands of cancer forming uh, particles in it. Wow. And yeah. uh, like uh, there are so many bad things that can happen mm -hmm. uh, once you get addicted to these kind of thing because nicotine is very addicting. Right. And uh, like I said, some of the e-cigarettes, some of these um, other kind of cigarettes that are there out there. And it's very easy for a teenager to kind of use this to feel, uh, make some kind of justification that, hey, it's okay to take it. Mm -hmm. But the long-term repercussions mm -hmm. of this are pretty heavy. Uh, right. We do see a lot of, um, uh, I wouldn't say youngsters, but then as they grow older, uh, they do develop a lot of um, cancer lesions on the tongue. And sometimes mm -hmm. they do develop some kind of on the cheeks and all that. And those yeah. are like very, uh, it, it's destroying to the body. I mean, so I think it it is it is very devastating to see teenagers getting too jewel and nicotine or mm -hmm. other kind of products because they can really destroy the teeth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So your specialty, um, orthodontics, um, it's like like you said earlier, it's like uh, really important, and you can see transformative changes in people's. Um, yeah. smiles and their teeth. So what what is like the best age you would say for children to like see an orthodontist? Oh, okay. Um, you know, American Association of Orthodontics, that is the regulating body in US and uh -huh. uh, they have done a large scale study that was funded by the NIH. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have found that there are some cases, say like if they have a buck to buck teeth, if they have small lower jaw, small upper jaw, sometimes mm -hmm. very narrow upper arches, lower arches, 
those are the cases we start following those cases as young as seven years of age mm -hmm. and when we see children when they are seven years of age we do a lot of preventive procedures and then we can prevent them from having extractions we can prevent them from having jaw surgeries mm -hmm. and we do a lot of early treatment and i think it's just a win-win situation because sometimes it turns out so much more less expensive to the patients because you have prevented them a jaw surgery or a gum graft or extractions so we see them as young as seven years of age and yeah. uh, like I said, I mean, like seriously, there is no contraindication. Age is not a contraindication for uh, having a good smile. And mm -hmm. you be my oldest patient that I have done a consult on was 97 years old. Wow. So like I said, it's never a cont I mean, like anybody can actually have a healthy smile, have a beautiful smile. Nobody mm -hmm. should ever feel that I'm too old, I'm too young. No. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's like anybody can, can have a healthy smile and it definitely improves your um, quality of life. Yeah, so I think I know that a lot of my family members never really like received any orthodontic attention, um, especially since they were they were like overseas at the time and they never Good. really had uh, those resources. Um, but now that we're like living here, um, I guess they have been trying to make that a priority. But what are some exactly. like some of the more long term like consequences like or are there any like long term consequences if we don't see an orthodontist at, at um, like any age? Yeah, that, that is uh, that is a very, very good question. And like I always tell all my kids, I tell them, please thank your parents because your parents have become you will given you a lifetime of healthy smile because yeah. parents themselves uh, never had the privilege of having it, uh, not because uh, they couldn't afford it, but just because their parents didn't know better. And mm -hmm. uh, so that's how the dental health was like. 40, 50 years back. Yeah. And uh, if someone have not taken care of their teeth, uh, say like if they have a very deep bite and that deep bite continues to worsen as time goes, the crowding mm -hmm. continues to worsen as time goes. Yeah. And when you continue to eat with the deep bite, it leaves a groove on the gum of the upper teeth. And then mm -hmm. those what, what it does is it begins to wear down the edges of the bottom teeth. And when mm -hmm. the bottom teeth the edges are completely worn down, then the teeth become sensitive. And when right. the teeth become sensitive, then they have to have a root canal and crown. And then the upper gum will begin to bother them. So yeah. it can cause a whole lot of issues. And again, if somebody has a small jaw and they never took care of it, that can cause a lot of sleep apnea. So we do have a lot of adult patients that we set up for the jaw surgeries for the sleep apnea. So it's always a good idea to always uh, think that, okay, maybe I didn't do it then. In fact, I'm myself one of the examples of it. My parents mm -hmm. loved me to death. They gave me everything. But then after I joined dental school, that's when I had braces for myself. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so thankful that I took care of myself. If not, I would have lost my bottom teeth. And yeah. uh, so I, I took, and unless I took an x-ray on myself, I didn't know that I had that problem. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a whole generation there uh, that uh, suffers uh, because uh, they did not get good dental health yeah. care during their growing years. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's never too late to take care of it. I think I think that's something that our listeners should really like look into because 
um, maybe they feel like their time is up and they no. they think that it's too late for them. But you're never. absolutely right, right? Like there's never. never yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's never too late. It's always like I said, it does improve your quality of life. You feel yeah. good, you feel better, your self-esteem gets better and mm -hmm. you perform good. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So for teens and um, like adolescents in braces, what are right. some like advice that you would give them to like better take care of their teeth while in braces? Oh, that, that's a lovely question. That's something that we talk about all day in my clinic. And <laughs> tell them that, hey, first thing is like stay away from sticky and hard foods. Right. Uh, as the candies you shouldn't be eating and I even discourage my patients to uh, eat gum because gum is again very sticky it has sugar in it right. and so you have to avoid that and then I, uh, of course flossing gets harder with braces so mm -hmm. tell them okay you can use a floss threader to floss or use a water pick and of yeah. course two or three times a day and of course come to all the appointments so that way the length of the treatment time doesn't increase uh, right. because the orthodontist says your treatment is 18 months or 20 months or 24 months you want to finish in that time and right. if you miss the appointment if you keep breaking the brackets because you're not following what you should then you have other repercussions that can happen because right. of the length of the duration of the treatment can cause some root shortenings and all that so mm -hmm. just uh, listening to the orthodontist and following what the orthodontist tells i think that'll be the best outcome absolutely yeah well, thank you so much, Dr. Reddy. We covered so many different topics today, and I think our listeners now have like access to such an amazing like educational resource through this. But just to summarize, or um, like everything we've talked about, can you give our audience um, some like advice just about oral health overall? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would tell that every mom, uh, if they have a newborn, um, please uh, use a gauze to clean the uh, gums of the babies when you feed mm -hmm. them. That's one mm -hmm. strong good advice I want to give. And mm -hmm. second thing is whenever the babies turn two years old, take them to a pediatric dentist so the pediatric dentist can evaluate their teeth. And um, again, the other thing, when kids are seven years of age, please take them to an orthodontist so that way they can evaluate to see if they have any crowding or what needs to be done. And uh, then, of course, like I said, I want to say that brush three times a day, floss once a day. And if you drink a lot of sugary drinks, use a straw or brush after that. Brush your tongue and then stay away from vaping, stay away from smoking. If you really are uh, into all these things, try to reduce, try to quit, try to give up on that because it's not good for you. It can cause cancer. And of course, there's no contraindication to having a good, healthy smile or a good, healthy teeth. And that definitely can improve the self-esteem and it can improve your quality of life. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Reddy, for coming to our show today and sharing so much information with us about oral health and orthodontic care. Um, it was so great speaking with you, and I'm super honored to have you on our show. Thank you so much, Amrita. Good luck with your future. I wish you all the success. Thank you so much, Dr. Reddy. Thank you so much for coming to our show today and sharing such valuable information um, with our listeners. This will be um, a really, really great resource that all teens and their parents can use to um, 
better their overall health. Thank you.